Welcome to the Reggae Lover Podcast. Reggae Lover Podcast. This is Khalil Wanda. Welcome to the episode. Thank you for listening. Big up to the Nice Up Radio listeners. During the recording of some of our segments for this episode, I encountered technical difficulties. And as such, we are going to cut right to the main segment for today. And we'll be returning with the usual buzzworthy tastemaker and sound clash update on future shows. Also, we'll be adding some bonus episodes. And that's because we have so much content that we want to make sure that we get things out in a timely fashion. Of course, this is Reggae Lover Podcast, a dedication to reggae lovers worldwide. Today, we have a special guest, one of the top podcasters in the business based in Jamaica, The Fix Productions have been dominating the podcast platform and also YouTube for quite some time now. Shouts out to their whole crew, Naro, Ari, and Javi. Three young people with a dynamic chemistry and synergy. They feature the best of the best of the Jamaican dancehall and reggae scene right now. What's hot was bubbling in Kingston. And they also tackle the topics that other people cannot touch and cannot tackle and they do it in a unique way very honest and very real so today we had the privilege of speaking to naro who's representing the fix it's a dope conversation i hope you all enjoy it one of the the dynamic hosts of the preeminent podcast and youtube show for the island of jamaica and for the culture of dancehall and reggae. And that's the fix, <laughs> J.A. Formerly the nightly fix. Dance. There. Yeah, man, welcome to the platform, man. Pleasure to be here. I understand you coming in from like another event and stuff right now. Was that like, you know, business or, or pleasure? Business, man. Business. <laughs> business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, business. Um, actually, it was related to fix business too, because it was a meeting regarding... um. Some special plans that we, we we're trying to enact for the hundred episode. So, yo, congrats on that, man. That's big. It's your three weeks time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just a start. So we can do special and see what, what special we can plan. Okay, yeah, man. For the people, and you know, for just celebrate the milestone. Yeah. So for our listeners, the whole global audience, the fix is really something that if you haven't checked it out yet, please check it out. This is like. You know how you can really get a sense of what's going on in the island of jamaica and from my perspective it's giving a very youthful very current very now kind of perspective on what's going on there you try even though i get old <laughs> yeah man well that's good too you know what i mean you can't really stop that or you don't want to stop that so tell us a little bit about like how you why did you start the fix i know it was originally the nightly fix you know what was really the reasoning behind why you started the podcast chose the particular platform that you chose and then as it transitioned you know why it went from the nightly fix to the fix ja as it were so for people who might not know it started out as a radio show on new star 93 fm uh we aired on thursday nights um 9 to 11 p.m so 
hence the name nightly fix um from there we moved to 2 30 to 5 p.m mondays to fridays so not only was the show called nightly fix and it wasn't nightly but we also were on in the afternoon time which also isn't nightly <laughs> um, so that kind of led to the initial stages of the rebrand mm -hmm. where it was nightly fix presents the fix on on radio so that was the genesis of the rebrand in and of itself we left radio when did it when uh, did it start and then when did you leave radio 2014 we started in 2014 okay uh, we made the switch to five days a week to we made that 2017 i believe it was september and our first guest in that new time slot was Tom Lee Sparta. I remember that. Mm -hmm. That ran until 2018, April. Um, that's when we decided to leave because you know, things wasn't really right with us and the station. From then on, we decided that, well, we thought that it would best that we continue to exist as a podcast. So that is where the fixed podcast was started i started in june of 2018 from there on out we decided to to continue to exist as a podcast and then you know we, we, we decided to you know branch off not only to just you know regulate ourselves as just a podcast but also as a media platform so not only would we exist as a podcast but we continue to the interviews even on the podcast but um itself but separate and apart from podcasts and where we do other things you know like similar similar to like a complex that's how we really see ourselves and how we see ourselves moving forward like a complex media okay but um yeah it started from the radio station then the podcast and then from there branched off into other various type of content that's that's a good look man I, I got a chance to check out some episodes i can't say that i'm really familiar with the show but i appreciate the rapport that you have with your co-host man a, l a lot of comedy you know i, I preach some of the some of the topics and i appreciate the topics i know you guys were talking about um one of the episodes i saw you know with the the, the whole um protesting thing and spice and you know how it looked from jamaica and all of those things yeah. so it's a very interesting perspective yeah yeah, man, that's us. We're light-hearted. We are irreverent in some respects, but you know, we we would like to think that we're we're level-headed and that we are somewhat of the conscience of of dancehall. In a way, we're not we're not afraid to say things that other people might be afraid to. Yeah, some people get it, some people don't. Yeah, we just live. Yeah, so that seems to, you know, spawn a lot of controversy at times. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, I don't know if this was the first time I discovered you guys. It might have been when, you know, from Fallen Spice. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, as soon as I say Spice, you're like, yeah. <laughs> that seemed to be many people's entry point. For, for <laughs> regrettably so, but I don't know, yeah. Right, well, you know, yeah, regrettably so, but at the same time, you know what I'm saying, like, she was, um, obviously she was upset, and she was ranting, and she mentioned you guys, and then boom, you yeah. know, a bunch of people go click upon you, and, you know, we might all love the show, you know what I'm saying, it's like, 
we might love Spice too. No, nothing against her. Yeah. But um, you know, how how do you feel about that level of um controversy? You know, it always seems like you know if there was like a good cop, bad cop. Not to use, I hate to say cop in this type of time of climate that we do in, but <laughs> good person, bad person <laughs> between the ladies on on the show and yourself, you know, and they always kind of just you know dump the bad on you. How how do you handle that controversy and how do you feel about that? I'm going to try to take it in a, in a stride, really. It's that thing where I always tell like people and even the artists themselves because sometimes them father and them have them guard up and, and say, oh, people, them some of a watch out for you, you know, with it. I'm like, I'm not the person you should be watching out for. You should be watching out for Ari because she's going to be the one that is going to play her little tricks, make you feel nice and comfortable. And make it spill your guts. And that's what happened more often than that. She makes them feel comfortable. And that's where me can able to more to my thing. And, you know, ask a tough question them that probably if they weren't seduced, <laughs> in a sense, where I really wouldn't um, answer or entertain, you know. In terms of, you know, being somewhat of a lightning rod for controversy, and take that time to try to because... It's something that I've been hard to live with all my life. Like, I give it us with family, you know, the most I'm not really old, not more talk more time. I'm just say what I feel. I'm gonna try to keep it honest and, you know, objective and cause whatever it will, you know. So it lead to good moments and bad moments. Yeah, yeah I think that's needed because a lot, a lot of um, what I see from reggae and dancehall media is a bunch of people just kind of co-sign in everything that the artists do. I think that that different look is, is, is necessary. Let me tell you, that's something that we set out to do when we first started because, as in, to be different, to be set apart from what we saw, you know, locally because, as you, you rightly mentioned, like, it was, you know, type of cookie-cutter things. I was saying, we don't really want to be like, we're, we're the people who are saying what the people are saying, you know? Where are the people in, in the positions, in media? To talk what people them might think, you know, I think that was missing. I feel that we have filled that gap, really. You know, to, to, to be that source of people know, say, ah, them people are not going to hold back, they might give away the truth, they might be objective, they no not compromise, they no not bias. We don't have our little biases, but we're trying not to make it blind from, you know, speaking objectively. When it comes down to you know artists and, and even the, the genre that so, you know? yeah definitely and, and it's a great balance with your masculine and then their fem- feminine energy love, love their own feminine energy mm-hmm. yeah love yeah it. man so t- tell us a little bit about how the relationships got formed to matriculate into you guys being the three behind the, the radio show into the podcast yes i mean the three i mean me ari javi yes um well i knew I've known Ari from my like, prep school days. I was like, you don't know prep school, right? Yes. I, <laughs> I, I went to prep school. Which prep school? I went to P-Town Paul. Oh, that one there. Oh. Yeah, that one there, you know? I just don't put them school in a, like football. No football. Well, P-Town Paul, you know, I did some ago, but no semi did born in Georgetown, Guyana. And, oh, is he? And my mother and my father... They both used to teach at UE one time. They went to school at UE. Yeah, I was born in Guyana, but um, at age four, Marisha Kingston. So, uh, 
You know what I mean? I first went to, I don't know if you know Lanaman's. Yeah, man. So I went to Lanaman's prep and then took me out to Lanaman's because I couldn't handle that environment too well um, and put me in P-Town Park. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And it wasn't Up that. Eh? Uptown. It wasn't that we were like rich people or anything like that. Like, yeah. you know, my mother had to like go and talk to the principal, you know, Miss Brissett, big up Miss Brissett at the time. And she was like, yo, you know what? You're a teacher. So I believe in helping teachers. So she said, yo, just don't matter if you don't have the uniform or the school fees yet. Just just bring them. Just bring them. So that's yeah. really how, you know what I mean? We end up go Peter and Paul. And then we transition. And my mother used to teach at Arden. She taught at Campion. She taught at JC. Um, and my brother went to JC. But when it came time to common entrance, I passed it to go Campion, which is a good look. But then yeah. we moved to go Brooklyn after that. So, yes, Minoa Prep School, Minoa, the whole works of the system, you know? Yeah, Ida, me used to go. She used to go Ida too. So okay. North. Yeah, I lived like in Trafalgar uh, Park. Yeah. No, from uh, Idle and then me go Ulmas boy, she go Ulmas girls. Okay. And then she go Yui and then me go Yutek. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of like the show itself, we never really used to like talk all that much, even though we got the same schools and, and everything. We never used to like talk, but um, I was working as an intern at the cleaner, sports writer. A sports writer intern at the cleaner, and she was uh, working for Youth Link at the time, I believe it's 2013. Yeah, and we just reconnect from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, she knowing my personality and she being a, a working as an intern at Newstalk as well. Um, she always had the idea of you know doing a radio show and you know just working at Newstalk and seeing the, the type of content that they did there, which never really catered to a younger audience, which is weird because the station is located at University of West Indies, Huey, and they never really have no show or catered to a young audience. So you know, she being an intern and seeing the ins and outs there and, you know, having an ear to the general manager, she had the idea, you know, let's pitch a show to her. So she reached out to me knowing my personality and know that I studied Communication Arts and Technology Media. Mm-hmm. I used to reach out to me and say, oh, my idea for the show. Well, pitch it to the heads of Newstock. Bing, bang, bing. Did it. So said, so done. They gave us the show. They took a chance on us. And it's Cheese Man. Rest in peace. She was the general manager at the time. And she gave us the green light and said, yeah, give it on the show. And that's how it started. Originally, Ari was not a host. She was just a producer. She was just like the idea person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the original host, and people don't know, is Javi. Okay. She was original, me and her, that that did interviews in the beginning. People watch like the first set of interviews that we did, which I hope they don't go back and do right now because they're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but the people should do that. Because it's, up, it's up on the channel. Like that. The first set of interviews that we did it was me and her. I used to read questions off a of paper. And, you know, you see me looking very young and sprightly. And then she had to, you know, take maternity leave. Uh, she had a kid. So that's where Iris really stepped in now and, you know, became host and, you know, just work. 
And we don't have the rapport there already. And yeah. That's where the chemistry really, you know, get for shine. Cause we don't we're friends for a long time, you know? Right. Actually the first video I watched from you guys on, on YouTube was uh the Father's Day one when you brought up the the tweet <laughs> about the the women uh, and uh, what is it trophy the trophy thing. So I, I think I think that that encompasses a lot of your relationship you know, <laughs> with with the ladies. Stand up yeah, for yeah, the yeah, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So so obviously we're in the states. You know, I'm in, I'm in Brooklyn. Khalil's in Atlanta, Georgia, and you know we've been in sound system culture and DJing and all these things for a while now. But once we started this show, it's like, all right, we can see things on the internet, but we don't really get a chance to speak to people who are really in it down in Jamaica. A lot of times, especially over the last year, it's like we kind of confused about what's going on with the business right now. Yeah. And we, I look at your show and you're, you're definitely speaking to the up and coming artists and, you know, we just want a little bit of your take on, on what's really going on with dance. I know that's a very general question, but we'll, we'll get more specific. But kind of like what's going on with reggae and dance hall right now down in JA. That was part of our mandate, our self-giving mandate as we're in the start, you know, just, you know, make sure to give younger artists out there, you know, the opportunity to, feel, feel, you know, showcase themselves and their talent because... The shows out here, you have to be either outlandish, have a gimmick, or you have to be established for even you know, get for top to the more established shows that cater to dance out here. Like to get an interview or if you get a look in, these are the things that you'd have to, you know, have. So we always made sure that, you know, we look out for that, that them younger talents there that not necessarily get that shiny light that and you know it kind of manifests itself you now into a thing like we call bust the youths where on the podcast we play mm-hmm. songs from upcoming artists that you know necessarily that don't necessarily get that looking or that shine or you know up and coming uprising artists them who we say that them them have a good song and we play it. Yeah. In terms of the scene right now it's it's healthy in terms of reggae and dance. It's healthy. I would say probably more the reggae scene than the dancer scene, but the dancer scene right now, I think you have some you have some some up and comers right now that they're establishing themselves. It's just that you know, it also look to see if they'll be able to take that next step because like dancer and its audience, it's fleeting, you know, it's fleeting. You hot today and then you're gone tomorrow, you know. So while there may be some some young acts right now, some young acts that have people them attention, maybe a couple of months from now that may not be the case. While on the reggae side of things, now I really see like that's where well, I don't want to use the term real talent, but talent that you can readily see that yo them they are the last for a good amount of time. You know, because the people them who them surround themselves with talent and just the moves, <clears throat> the moves of them I make, yeah, the, the, the reggae scene, the young, they call them kind of the reggae revolution. Right now. I think they kind of move past that, that phase right now. But that scene right now really have a good crop of talent in it right now that 
the people that I enjoy. So they're they're more cultivated. Okay. So basically, with the dancehall artists, they don't really have the people around them like that same way. Not really. Them sur- them surround themselves with too much goon and you know, yes man. So they might not have the proper guidance around them, you know. Yeah. So then they get that looking, you know, uh, for the talent and even just like the buzz and the hype. But in terms of longevity and having like an actual career. Based off what you just said, we're not too far off from, you know, our like kind of outside assessment where we attempt to give some type of like ad- advisement, if you were to kind of say like, you know, if you're a young artist, you know, do this, do that, yeah, don't yeah. do this, don't do that. Having that big entourage, a man them way would uh, roll up your herbs for you or, you know what I mean, bust the bakla NSE, you know what I mean? Like, that's not really going <laughs> to do nothing for the career, exactly, you know? Exactly, and you know, you'd like to think that even though some of them do this, to, to, to be fair to some of them, but it would appear that most of them, they must have the man them around there for just fulfill these certain little roles. Yeah, I'm a weed roller. Yeah, the person I just stand around me, I look tough. Instead of, you know, making them actually do things that will offer them like some self-fulfillment while also serving you, the artist. You know, like actually learning mm-hmm. the craft and learning the business so they can operate in a certain role where they're useful to you and they're useful to themselves as well. Yeah, I forgot who we were speaking to, but somebody was talking about Sizzler when, before he came out. You know, like Sizzler, you know, he was working for... Who who was it? Neil, we were talking to Khalil. He said um, he used yeah, to work yeah, for yeah, yeah. Fatis or one of them, right? Like just counting yeah. records and being in the studio and going on tour. You know what I'm saying? Like Sizzler basically toured for two years before he he actually had his first record out. Whereas yeah. what I'm seeing is you just basically have to have a studio and somebody who can do a video, and you know you're, you're out the road. <laughs> <laughs> and you have your street team and your video man and you that and you have your studio link and you that man. It seems like the volume of new music that comes out of Jamaica never really dropped off. Even as like Salman and Selectors, it's like all over the world, it's, it's kind of like work, just keeping up. How do you keep up uh, and stay up on the new music? Is it just coming to you or you have like some particular process that you use to make sure you keep your finger on, on the pulse of what's going on. It's a combination of all them things there, like keeping ears to the ground and, you know, actually taking the time out for listen to songs when they reach your inbox. He's that type of person. Like I'll 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 make sure I go to my way to search our inbox for like new songs and let me say ah let me see that person. Especially with most dudes that that encourage people, that encourage the artists them for send them songs. And me listen. And if it sounds yeah. good to me, me get a foul. You see me? Otherwise, me just try just being tuned to go on me, listen to YouTube of them and see who them are talking about. I would just listen to radio a couple of times and say, ah. But I think my main process is just like, just listening to the artist and them sending themselves. Really and true. Just having an open ear and yeah, giving them one chance. I feel like some people are in the positions to be able to influence the masses, but they don't necessarily even go do that process to go through yeah, the inbox and listen. 
You know what I mean? They they listen to other sounds, other DJs, and play yeah, what yeah. they're doing. And basically, copy and that's all. Yeah. That's all me try to set myself apart because I'm embracing my role as a, a quote unquote tastemaker because, like it or not, that's how some of them artists are similar. And some of the people in the dance are similar. So I have to make sure so we're staying on top of things in terms of knowing. The good music out there, knowing who's hot, giving people a chance and introducing people to music that you know they may not be familiar with, or introducing people to artists that they may not have heard of, because you know media and selector feed them a certain thing. And we can always say, "Hey, look over here, so look what they're doing." Because I always look on it like, yeah. even though the shot that we got in a, in a media. I said, so somebody take a chance for we. Somebody look for we as youths and say, yo, I've given her a chance. So enough youths out there are talented and them just look for that little step in the door and, you know, that little opportunity there. I am going to take it for granted. Yeah, man, that's necessary. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. So as we're recording this right now, it's the, it's the times of uh, COVID, coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You know, what can you say? What's going on on the ground there in Jamaica right now? Pretty much, you know, like the more Western, they say the tumbleweed. That's oh. <laughs> <laughs> basically how it is right now in terms of the entertainment space. Uh, it looks like they're, they're trying to open talks as to how them can open up the, entertain, uh, the entertainment space them right now, like parties and, you know, live events and things like that. Um, but right you now, yeah, the, the artists are pretty much grounded. Yeah, shows them at at at, at zero right now. Yeah. Uh, the, the only outlet what the artists them really have right now just release music and YouTube and for them own platform like Instagram and that's where it is right now. Like they're they're trying to open are trying to engage the government in talks like how oh, we can open up the entertainment space right now. Like how oh, everything else looks like it open up. Yeah, that's that's where it's at right now. Yeah, are are like restaurants and stuff, or supermarkets that, that stayed open, or supermarkets or? been open? Yeah. Supermarkets never closed. That's the one thing one never closed. Hmm. Um, the restaurant them kind of open up, but now little by little, like, like they have limited tables open, like they have to, like reserve, and of course, I'm observe social distancing. And All right. How I have some that you know just have outside dining for now. All right. Yeah, same same thing up here in New York, yeah. basically. That's same thing going on. Yeah, artists them are, are big. Them are them are ball out. Them are still hungry. You start mm-hmm. making some money because mm-hmm. that's where so enough of them artists are where the majority of their, their money is made on stage, traveling, touring. You know? Yeah, road. right. It is really grown them. I wanted to ask you about about this because it's that thing when I was uh you know like say like eighteen years old to like 25 in that area there, you know? I guess that's what you call your young people. <laughs> out of the range, you know? You know what I'm saying? I'm not... Out of the range. Well, I feel like, you know, when I was that age, I had like this real interest in people like, you know, John Holt and Dee Brown and Marcia Griffiths, Freddie McGregor, Studio One. Like I had this... I didn't know everything about it but i felt like i didn't know enough so personally i felt like yo i'm gonna go and take it upon myself 
to look into this, look into what happened in the 80s, look into what happened in the 70s, look into what happened in the 60s, you know what I'm saying, with music, and tie it to what's going on now. That was just my personal thing, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like at a certain point in time in Jamaica, like the youths kind of stopped really checking for that, you know what I'm saying, like the the, the, the old school foundation, whatever yeah. you want to call it. and they only were interested in what's going on now. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was young, I was up on what's good now, but I still was mm-hmm. like, you know, if certain and certain tune play, like I wanted to feel like, yo, I know what that is. If them drop it and then drop, drop out the volume in a certain part where you're supposed to sing out. Like I wanted to yeah. know <laughs> the words to sing out, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like now, it's kind of different. I mean, is that what you see now? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, what do you them really depend on now in terms of the music? Uh, is that thing where, from my vantage point, like some of them, 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 and not really, either them not know or them, them oblivious to, or them just not really appreciate the people who fought before them like that. Like, them will know about them and them, and them see other people pay them them respect and but them themselves it, 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 you don't really see that afford from them like that. It's a problem with miss like they don't really study them history like that. Them just I do a thing because them see say work for a next man and you know them see say, you know, the people them like it and I just hate that, you know. They don't really study our work for per- perfect the craft like that. And you know say you have to get that from the elders, then you have to get that from the people that were fought before it. So let's take a break to talk about one of our great sponsors. I'll tell you what, I was listening to an audio book about Bob Marley on Audible entitled So Much Things to Say. Mm-hmm. It's an oral history written and performed by Roger Stephens. He spent time down in Jamaica interviewing everybody, including Marley and everybody that was around him. So I'm talking Rita Marley, Skill Cole, film crews that were down filming him, you know, all the members of the Whalers. He's having these conversations and these interviews that he also collected while he was doing the radio shows. He put all this information into a book. What's so great about it is it just immerses you into the experience, quoting Peter Bunny, the incidents happened with Bob getting shot, the concert when he brings the two political leaders on stage. And so you really get the excitement the energy of what is going on. That book right there, I strongly recommend it to any reggae lover, anybody that's into Bob Marley, and we have a special deal. Go to Audible and get a free book, free trial of Audible. Visit audibletrial.com slash reggae lover, and there you can grab a free copy of this book. And the reason why I like Audible is because I like to learn new things, but sometimes I don't have time to read a book. I don't have time to sit there and leaf through the pages because I got work to do. So I like to listen to books in the car, if I'm riding a bike, just taking a walk in the neighborhood. There's so many different ways that you can actually learn new information or be entertained. You know, me personally, I like nonfiction. I like biographical stuff. So Audible is a great tool to use in order to take in that information and still go along with your day. Audible, they have the best narrators. You know, you're able to keep where you're at in the book. It's a very convenient way to take in new information and be entertained. 
Visit audibletrial.com slash reggae lover. So much things to say. The title by Roger Stephens, Oral History of Bob Marley. That thing mm. with our culture in general, like we don't, we don't really appreciate religion them like that. Time. We don't. We are fickle people. Yeah. We are. We don't really have those spaces or arenas where we honor our legends and the people them were set it before like that. Like we don't have no all of fame. We don't have no like appreciation type events like that. Like we don't really have them thing then because that's all the things set in a certain way. It's like youngsters them will grow up is like that's what them grow up and say like yeah them know about mm-hmm. them and they know so them do this and do that but it's like they don't really get the full length and breadth of you know what the people them do are far before them like you take verses to some people really appreciate yeah. being man and bone particular like that mm-hmm. like people in our age group that the, 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 the 25 like, yeah it take verses the people people really appreciate and see so them two man catalog and them them legacy and are not for play with like even a beanie man as well, I know say sometimes he will have him little half moments, so I mean a little tips with people and them thing that you know people, you know, denigrate him because of that. But outside of that, people need to respect them 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 man there and know the history and know what them do for, for, for dance and make uno can come and there for have a career to I feel like yeah, they don't really know. They don't really know like that. what that made me think of is sound system too. Yeah. Because like here in the States, especially in New York, you know, we have a million sound system in New York, but a lot of them are maybe our age. I'm not going to say what my age is, <laughs> but older, older people, you know what I'm saying? So is it the same in Jamaica to where it's like, I, I know there's still DJs, you know, what they call them, pouchies. <laughs> but uh, it would seem like the sound system is 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 like a, a relic right now. I don't know. I don't know. Is, is that, do you see young people building sound? Uh, few and far between. It kind of is a relic right now. Um, Man. When I really see, like, it seemed like it kind of stopped from my generation. Okay? When me, they in a school, people, they don't build them sound and, you know, build them crew and have them, you know, of them sound and say, this is our sound name and all them things. I don't really see that with, with the generation one father after me right now. Mm. Everybody want to be artists or internet sensation. Right and yeah, I see a lot of internet comedians too. I love that thing. You know, yeah, yeah. A lot of IG <laughs> comedians. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, no, IG comedian, yeah, no. yeah, IG. Let me not say what that's going to say. Or a lot of influencers. <laughs> <laughs> I just said something worse. Yeah. We, we, we know. Yeah, we, we say quote unquote models, yo. Yeah, I have them there too. And, yeah. Boy, only fans stock, you know, arise. You know. All of that. Yeah, that just them, them get rich mm. quick or get fame quick type of uh, uh, mentality there. Yeah. People are, are, would take the mentality for, for, for how or for build a sound system. Right? Them, them things are really present like that. Yeah. So it's a crazy thing that, you know, when we study this from a global perspective, other countries, 
Europe, Asia, enough of them islands, the India, Africa. Yo, they love the foundation music, bro. Yo, they building sound systems till today. Yo, them nah stop. I them I really I support. Not for the artists them where I tour. Not for the artists them where I voice dub plate. It's foreign money sponsoring that whole movement. It's a shame, you know. I hope you don't feel no way that we're like putting you in that spotlight, like you know, you're the you're the Jamaica ambassador right now, you know what I'm saying? You're speaking for the culture. <laughs> you're speaking for the generations. No, we're just getting talk from what me see and from from what you are saying, you're, you're right, because those people from the outside looking in, it's funny. They approach the thing with the reverence and the diligence what it deserves to be approaching. It's like people out there like it's a thing where we're not frightened for celebrity like that. At, at least local celebrity. Because it's like we well, always I see them so yeah. yeah. But like people outside, when they really get to know the culture and like the ins and outside them really get to appreciate it and treat it with as I said, the reverence that it should be treated with. I mean, like I just said them I'm good to even understand a word of English too too good, but they will know the song out of dance hall. The lyrics them out of dance hall song word for word. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. We, we, we've seen it. You know, we've been in Japan and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, I have friends from Japan. Every year they go to Jamaica. Once a year. Everybody. It, and it, it's the, the regular people too. It's like that's the only vacation to go on. It's to go to Jamaica. I want them far out there. They want to dance. Them. Street dance. Yeah. yeah, they want the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> We would treat it like uh, everyday things. So. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, watching when Buju was on a program on BET called Caribbean Rhythms. I don't know if you know about this. Um, Caribbean Rhythms used to have a host named Rachel. Buju and Rachel chilling and they talking in the interview, and you know, she was asking him something about people. You know, seeing him around the place, he doesn't have security, and Ray, 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 and he's yeah, you know, you know, we Jamaican, you know, we're not frightened, you know. Agar and I talk about this. I think it's almost, it works to our disadvantage sometimes. Mm. The fact that we're so, so guarded and so stoic. And, you know, you have your rude boy face and, you know, you don't, like, you know, you miss out on those, like, real transparent moments with people, you know, interacting and, you know what I'm saying, conversations and just, you know what I'm saying, just being real. Like, everybody's behind, yeah. like, these big walls. And that's, yeah. that's just the way it is. That's the way the society is. That's the way the reggae industry is. And I think it, it's a disservice to us at this point. And I don't think it's changed based off of what I have seen. You know what I'm saying? I think you guys are one... You do it, like you say, your mandate is to do certain things. Like, I think you're kind of changing that narrative and kind of yeah. shedding the light on certain situations. At least we try to. Yeah. Because, you know, that's that the one thing what we try to do when we talk to the artists. Because we see them thing, them guard and them, you see me? Them have them defenses up and them just need to sit down with Ari for five minutes <laughs> and all of that just gone. I'm telling you. <laughs> just sit down with Ari five minutes. And some of, some of the artists, they always would have the toughest demeanor at them that they say I laugh and I kick it, kick it with you. You see it. That's why I like even uh, uh, the interview that we did with, with Bounty resonates so much because mm-hmm. people never really see it as an interview as much as, you know, we just attack and him just attack because we make him feel comfortable enough to talk certain things that he wouldn't really get to talk on other platforms, you see me? Yeah. 
And that's how we pride ourselves and say, we make people them comfortable and then feel like she's a friend at top on the corner, things like that. Yeah, man. And you know, really on other platforms. That's something where it, it, I don't know if I like it, it's been cultivated for years, say, so you have to have this tough demeanor, you know, rough and yeah. yeah. All them things there. Well, you know, it's because of sla- it's because of slavery. <laughs> that that's the new thing right now, you know. Every, all, probably, probably it, it go that deep for yeah, you. Yeah, all them something is because of slavery, man. So we need to free up the mind yeah. a little bit. Yeah, speaking of that, I I, did, I I touched on it a little bit earlier. I do appreciate what you said about you know the protesting thing, because your point of view, I think all three of you agreed. Where it's like you don't really see a problem to why people have a problem with Jamaicans protesting about yeah. injustice. You know what I mean? And I think I think something you said was was very true. I don't know remember who said it, but it's like yo, you know, we just came off of one slave ship here and they came off a next slave ship there. You know what I'm saying? So That was yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep that one. You know, I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna use it because it's a lot of division. It's a lot of division, especially in the Caribbean. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I just appreciate that commentary because it, you know, when this whole thing kicked off, it was like, we we're, I was, I was confused because, you know, I have a lot of Jamaican people on my social media and it's like, yo, this person talking about that person, why they doing this? And somebody's in America, why they doing this in America? Somebody's in Jamaica, why you not doing that in Jamaica? So, yeah. Bro, my thing is that I, I said it during that, that, the whole discussion. As I said, the only difference is that the slave the slave ship detect we yes sir, and the slave ship take American people there, sir. Is it me? And even though racism isn't that much in our faces, it is everywhere. It they're everywhere. Even up to what there. The people them just are not to say oh, the governor general eating them. I don't know yeah, if you yeah, see yeah, that yeah, story. Yeah. I like the thing I'm Like that is a symbol of racism, it's everywhere. So I'm not a place that I would even to notice. Like it's it's everywhere as much as you may feel like, oh, you know, young them are going to have for them problems and what they might do. We need to focus on our problems. No. I, I injustice anywhere is a threat to justice. I threat to justice anywhere, yo. True. So with the people that have this kind of removed kind of attitude, like, yeah, they might do it for them problems. We have our own problems out there for people. I'm like, yeah. We can we can feel for, for, for brothers and sisters them overseas while also addressing our issues here. I don't see why you know they, they have to be mutually exclusive. Right. Yeah. yeah, man. And that's the difference in the focus right there. I think I, I gravitate towards that and I feel like a lot of people definitely do gravitate towards that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, it, it, it definitely disheartening to see what's going on over there. Like, as me say, as me um Related to myself on the podcast, that me and friend overseas, mm-hmm. me have people who me know, like even during this time, did I stay over there during these times and they stuck over there? Right. I said, Jano, what if them get stopped by a white police or not too like how them look at you, them talk? And you see me like them thing, I say, yeah, them thing are closer to them than people make it seem. You know? mm-hmm. Right. Everybody out there, at least one person here have some sort of associate, um, association with somebody overseas. Yep. You have a friend, you have an uncle, you have a sister, grandma, 
mother, father, or send Balfi every month or every now and then. Almost everybody here have some sort of relation with, with somebody overseas in the United States. Right. So the attitude of Mr. People that I take on is another to feel them problem. We never to understand. Mm, yeah, it's a little bit hypocritical. A lot of these people, you know, they're on that line at KFC or, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're watching the movies and the videos and they're wearing the fashion. And I mean, yeah. they want dropping a, you know, they want to they wanna take a flight. You know what I'm saying, too? Exactly. So it's like... The hypocrisy of it all. <laughs> you know, one chance to fly off and them gone. Say, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I saw some people still telling. Yeah, but you know, I don't take it too serious because I know that's kind of you know it's part of the culture too. You know, it's it's also because of slavery too. But you know, we're very we we'll talk about we just like talking about people. That's what Caribbean people yeah. do to an extent. You know, what I'm saying it's like you can't please people. We know that. You know, what I'm saying no matter what you do, the most positive thing or the most negative thing, the same person gonna talk about you either way. So. I mean, take those comments with a grain of salt, man. Yeah. So we had a chance to interview uh, Kwasi from the Jamaica Music Conference on our last season. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. He was just like, you know, he was kind of like, he, he didn't even like ask or question it. He was just like, you will link up with the fix and you will. And you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it was like, yes, Elder. Yes, yes. <laughs> It was that kind. Yo, the man, the man, just speak things into being. Yeah, my man put truth. The man put put the words to power. Yeah, man. That the, so the man they operate. Trust me, yo. So, um, talk talk to us a little about your about your experience at the conference. You know, this past year, and um, you know what what you saw, what you learned. You know what I mean? Oh, me tell you that uh, one of the most humbling uh, and grateful experiences I have while I'm in a, you know, this business if you will it's in because like even this right now like when i reach out to it it is something that we've always you know want to be more but we've noticed that you know it seems like we always always seem to get love more from overseas based platforms you know and to be a part of like a conference like that as we always used to like see like little things at the conference. And you know, it would be great if we, we would get invited and so put in part like little knowledge and little, you know, things from our pers- um our perspectives like that. So, you know, when Chris did give you the invite, you know, we we gladly took it as as much as we at most is a are not really see we as much. To a lot of people we are, you see me, a lot of people see us as a source of information as a source of you know keeping informed about what going about what going on over here you see me so definitely even while we're at the conference is almost like we almost take it over that that whole panel that we're on it's like people does that ask a bag of question you know i said yo other people there too you know <laughs> <laughs> the thing when i turn they would joke but i say you know for act like you know here's Magazine over here, so here's, you know, love's not likes over here, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they just, up, it, we're grateful for the experience because, you know, we actually get to see people that, you know, and every time we get to 
see people that engage with the content um content like that. The most we see are like of course through YouTube comments and you know online, but for actually get to see people who, you know, watch and uh, engage with them and you know, show love and get for taking that type of love that the cool man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, hopefully we can make it over there, you know, when time is it, it reached yeah. again. So on the podcast, I want podcast as well. Is my flag? I wave the the flag high for the culture overseas. You see me? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I always good to get the, the different perspective of the culture from around the world. Yeah, it's something that I I I appreciate for one. You know, like my examples are like when, for example, like Sumfest last year, we did a a review from just watching it online <laughs> you know what i'm yeah. saying but it was real cool to sit and listen to your review from you know you attending yeah because you you know you talking about things that we couldn't you know we didn't park we didn't drive and <laughs> in the traffic <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> stand up and you know the vantage point them and the the whole, the holistic yeah, experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think for people, uh, you know, say somebody in the Philippines or something that's interested, you know what I mean? For them to be mm. able to listen to you, listen to us, listen to um, Style and Vibes, another podcast, they did a show covering the same thing. And they invited mm. like two, three other people on their show that was all talking about it, you know, from stateside. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that kind of thing is almost like a it's just like a magical thing, you know, because one time gone, like nothing like this existed. <laughs> oh. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I think it's a real good look for the culture. You guys have the dope chemistry, the platform, you know, it's what, millions of followers and subscribers on the YouTube and, and when I reach millions it, well, I try to reach you know, hundreds <laughs> of thousands and tens of yeah. thousands. You know what I'm saying? On, on all your platforms. So, I mean, it's a really good look. We definitely, you know, give you all the strength and, you know what I'm saying, the accolades, you know what I'm saying, for, for what you've accomplished to this point. And, you know what I mean? We definitely want to see it continue and continue to grow to, you know, no limits. So, you know what I mean? Thank you for yeah. um, for setting aside time to sit down and, and kick it with us. And, you know, hopefully we can link up again in the future. And, um, you know, like I was trying right. to say, like this COVID thing, you know what I'm saying? Just I curse it to hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, we just need to stop. So yeah. we need to, we could do what we need to do. Which is right, bro. Give thanks to inviting me to the platform. Respect what I do. Yeah, man. Respect different voices that, you see me, offer up their vantage point of our going, you know, the whole thing. Because I walk going, like, we need we need the different voices. We we need the different platforms in other thing because I feel like that will more make it into an industry that it needs to be. Like when you say hip hop, like there's so many yeah. platforms that are born out of that where people eat and you see me mm-hmm. able for, for for make a living. That's what make make it a real industry. Like the more the better in my eyes, the more quality. Is it my platforms and other thing too? Better for the whole ecosystem, in my opinion, yeah, man. So definitely. Yeah, man. Big respects to him. Yeah, man. Yeah, so man. where can people follow you? Where can people reach you? You know, what's what's the info? 
Don't know, say E dot narrow, E D O T N A R O, not E dot narrow, E dot narrow, E D O T N A R O on Twitter and on Instagram. And I really tweet much, but yeah, here and there, I tweet. I'm also about football, I'm a tweet, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, we are cussing, like, even pretty much Twitter timeline, football, cussing, bad football, football, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Instagram is really the, the, the thing, really, is it? But if you want to find me on two platforms, then fine. EDOT, NARO, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, man. Of course, I'll plug the show. FixJA Instagram, the FixJA Twitter, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash FixJA. And of course, feel like me, I rap my show. <laughs> Subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash FixJA. Give thanks to the people in more. Fans of this platform and also um, fans of ours. You see me? We give thanks to the cross colonization. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Respect. Let me get that word. Out. <laughs> yeah. Yo, get um, yeah, before I f- almost forgot, like, have you um, have you listened to Buju album yet? I have. Okay, okay. So, um, we're gonna do our whole our whole like a whole show about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, we are, we are too, and I'm sure people okay. are. Yeah, them them are them are waiting anticipation to hear what we have to say, especially about cartel album as well. Yes, yes. Them still get them review, man. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not gonna press you for <laughs> to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, more, more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I go out and make the trucks the marinate you know. Yeah. Yeah. Guys. The people in my sharp their knives, you know, they're sharpening their <laughs> knives. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, man, I mean, off the record, like, I was so happy to hear that. Yeah, seriously, man, like, yo. Yeah? I was very happy to hear that. But, yeah, man. But that might be my personal bias as mm. as a Buju person, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He's not letting any cats out of the bag. He's like, yo, I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> You know, by the time, by the time. This is August. Guys, this is gonna come out in August, so this is gonna come out after yeah, yeah. your review. Okay, all right. I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll, I'll, like I'll stop I'll recording. It could record what I like the album. It's like I'm not careful concerned about it. But I, I feel like it, 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 it was a carefully crafted body of work that displayed. Like the length and breadth of Jamaican music. Like the thing of mentor, the thing of skia, thing of reggae, roots reggae, dancehall. And not only that, it showcasing uh, versatility. Like even just going into gospel, mm-hmm. the mango hip hop, the mango RB, the mango little pop too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there were certain little missteps here and there for me. Like in terms of like structuring, I like even couple songs to me. I feel probably would sound better when he perform them. Mm-hmm. You see me a couple songs. I say mm, this will probably sound better if, like when he perform it on stage. Mm-hmm. But overall, that is a good body of work. I'm feel like this at the front runner now for, for best record um, Grammy. Mm-hmm. Okay. But don't machine did a pump out feet right in the marketing like Rock Nation. Uh, them not wrong. Ramp with this mm-hmm. right on right now the front runner for best reggae album right now right which is why i told agar like if cartel were to outsell buju me would i stop doing the podcast and stop doing music <laughs> and we're just bro done i'm <laughs> 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 
<laughs> like even like even not even in terms of like quality but like in terms of like just the audience i feel like buja cater to a more international audience and even like as as we said with the marketing machine mm. but the behind this album there's no doubt in my mind that this album will sell more than that right yeah right yeah, yeah. i mean if if somehow that were not true, <laughs> like we <I> said. <laughs> this is the last interview <laughs> I got to find a new co-host. Can't <laughs> 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 no normal. No. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <not them>, no. <laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate that, yo. Give thanks real yeah man and you know i'm saying much respect and and definitely prosperity to the fix and we look forward to everything you know in the future that we hear from you guys bless up bless up bro. Yeah, man. all right man stay safe man all right come on same tune yeah. yeah man one love bless up to them Khalil. hey guys bless yeah man i told you that was a dope conversation big ups to agard on behalf of him and the whole regular lover team just want to shout out to The Fix and your whole team down there in JA. Once again, very fun conversation. Look forward to linking up more in the future. Now, as mentioned in the intro to this show, we had to scrap the segments for this week. So look forward to more essential content curation here on Reggae Lover featuring what's buzzworthy, featuring Tastemaker selections, handpicked by yours truly, as well as Agard, and also the Sound Clash update. Going to be some big updates coming your way, in addition to some bonus episodes. So please stay tuned. Please visit reggaelover.com to catch up on past shows. Make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast platform. If you haven't done a review or a rating of the show yet, please, please go ahead and do that. We really appreciate that. Nice up radio to the world. Big up Cancer Man and the whole team. Until next time, peace and blessings. Stay safe. Regular Lover Podcast was produced by Andres Agard and Aubrey Khalil Agard. Visit regularlover.com for full show notes, archives, and more information. If you're interested in a sponsorship or donation, please email info at reggaelover.com. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast. Like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Podcast. It's your boy, Khalil Wanda, and I want to invite you to check out my podcast, Reggae Lover, a podcast dedicated to reggae lovers where we curate an experience for you every week, discussing the adventures and stories of the global reggae phenomenon. It's not just Bob Marley anymore, guys. Even if you're just a casual reggae fan, you'll be glad to hear that we're knowledgeable but approachable. Interviews, backstories, jokes, new music, business, and reviews we're talking all things relatable to reggae lovers. Be entertained. Along with our special guests, we'll hold your hand and guide you through the best stuff. Find Reggae Lover now on your favorite app or visit reggaelover.com. Yaman, yeah, bless up. Boom! <laughs>
I tell them, we beat them, we scold them. Nice up, radio. Barat, barat, pushing big tunes, but you barat. Power stood us the strongest, strongest, strongest money in the world. Nice up, radio. Nice up, radio. Tell them so we come for nice it up. Call it Peter, you can't find a come for spice it up. Spice it up, spice it up. To book Khalil Wanda, call 404-552-0492 or email regaloverpodcast at gmail.com. For booking of Highlander Sound, 404-552-0492 or email regaloverpodcast at gmail.com. Visit Highlander Sound on the web at regalover.com. Follow at H-I-G-H-L-A-N-D-A on Twitter. Follow at K-A-H-L-I-L-W-O-N-D-A on Instagram. And like Facebook.com slash Highlander Music for more information. Khalil Wanda. Highlander Zone. Top rated Highlander. My zone. It's your boy, Khalil Wanda, and I want to invite you to check out my podcast, Reggae Lover, a podcast dedicated to reggae lovers where we curate an experience for you every week discussing the adventures and stories of the global reggae phenomenon. It's not just Bob Marley anymore, guys. Even if you're just a casual reggae fan, you'll be glad to hear that we're knowledgeable but approachable. Interviews, backstories, jokes, new music, business, and reviews We're talking all things relatable to reggae lovers. Be entertained. Along with our special guests, we'll hold your hand and guide you through the best stuff. Find Reggae Lover now on your favorite app or visit reggaelover.com. Yaman, bless up. Reggae Lover Podcast was produced by Andres Agard and Aubrey Khalil Agard. Visit ReggaeLover.com for full show notes, archives, and more information. If you're interested in a sponsorship or donation, please email info at ReggaeLover.com. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast. Like our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash Podcast. So let's take a break to talk about one of our great sponsors. I tell you what, I was listening to an audio book about Bob Marley on Audible entitled So Much Things to Say. Mm-hmm. It's an oral history written and performed by Roger Stephens. He spent time down in Jamaica interviewing everybody, including Marley and everybody that was around him. So I'm talking Rita Marley, Skill Cole film crews that were down filming him, you know, all the members of the Whalers. He's having these conversations and these interviews that he also collected while he was doing the radio shows. He put all this information into a book. What's so great about it is it just immerses you into the experience, quoting Pita Bunny, the incidents happened with Bob getting shot, the concert when he brings the two political leaders on stage. And so you really get the excitement, the energy of what is going on. That book right there... I strongly recommend it to any reggae lover, anybody that's into Bob Marley, and we have a special deal. Go to Audible and get a free book, free trial of Audible. Visit audibletrial.com slash reggae lover, and there you can grab a free copy of this book. And the reason why I like Audible is because I like to learn new things, but sometimes I don't have time to read a book. 
I don't have time to sit there and leaf through the pages because I got work to do. So I like to listen to books in the car. If I'm riding a bike, just taking a walk in the neighborhood. There's so many different ways that you can actually learn new information or be entertained. You know, me personally, I like nonfiction. I like biographical stuff. So Audible is a great tool to use in order to take in that information and still go along with your day. Audible, they have the best narrators. You know, you're able to keep where you're at in the book. It's a very convenient way to take in new information and be entertained. Visit audibletrial.com slash reggae lover. So much things to say. The title by Roger Steffens, Oral History of Bob Marley. 